You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. With Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. 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 Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Hey, this is Rob Bradford. You may know me from such educational films as the Bradfoe Show podcast. Also, the mayor of Pod Combination Station featuring such great, great podcasts as the Lucy and Elaine Show, Five Out Podcast, the Skate Podcast, Dork Podcast, and of course, the Off Day Podcast, the best football podcast in all of New England, Ryan Hannibal. John Anderson, Andy Hart, all have been doing a great, great job, but something was missing. We needed a fancy football element to it, so we put the word out. We had some auditions. We wanted to drop one special fantasy episode every single Saturday, Saturday morning, Friday night, but we had to get the right people. So we went, first thing we did, we went into the Gillette Stadium parking lot and we had open auditions. This is what we got. It'd be Tom Brady's final season with the Patriots. No. <laughs> They're going to turn him into Robo Tom and put some big robot pots on him and he's going to kick ass anyway. He's not going to go. He's not going to go. He's going to wear number 212 when he's 212 years old, crushing beers on the sideline with his IV pole. He's going to play until he drops dead. Tom Brady, TV 12. Stretch that muscle. Stretch those muscles. He's going to be as long as great Stretch Armstrong guy. Wearing bozo shoes. I don't care what he does. He's still going to be around in 2031. We're have 42 Super Bowls. He's going to be in a wheelchair avoiding sacks. See you later, kid. Cheers. Crushing bears watching the pass that was good but the problem is that finalist only knew one player and that was tom brady we need someone who knew the whole league all fantasy so we got two experts jim hackett pete davidson knew you know them from the fantasy football hour on weei every sunday morning they are among the best fantasy guys in the entire nation that's why they're such a good fit a great addition to the Off Day Podcast, a great addition to our family here. We're rolling along. So enjoy it every Saturday morning. Soak it in. Get ready for your drafts now. Get ready for your seasons later. You're not going to want to miss it. Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson. All right. Well, this is great to be back in the studio here, Pete, the little mini studio that we like so much. This is Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson, the fantasy football guys here at WEEI. We have the Fantasy Football Hour, which will be on Sunday, 8 a.m., as it always is during football season. Hopefully you've been uh, checking us out the first three weeks. But what we've been absent with, Pete, is our podcast, and we are back, and it feels good to be back. We Ever since we moved over to the new building, which is really an old building, it's been uh, a little <laughs> tough to get things going, but here we are. Yeah, it's a good building for fantasy drafts. 
That it is. So we do the annual Beantown Brawl draft here, and yeah. that was a more intimate conference room than the old boardroom over at 20 Guest Street. So. We, didn't, we didn't know it was going to be like a video sensation on Twitter. <laughs> you you yeah, did Pete, catch the Overset video, Yeah, Pete right? Overset, I saw that. <laughs> Dude kills me. Yeah, he's, he's pretty ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what's his handle on Twitter? He's a, he's a decent follow. Um, I, I think he's just at Overset, but let me – I'll – I'll look it up. Keep talking. Yeah, no worries. So anyway, uh, so the Beantown Brawl is kind of a, it's an expert league, and it's a lot of guys from around here. So we've got a lot of talented, you know, fantasy football and football minds here. Pat Thorman, formerly of Pro Football Focus, uh, kind of leads the list, and a whole bunch of other guys that are, you know, the FF engineer and guys like that. So that was a good draft, an interesting one. It's a PPR draft, and you- it comes early. It's, it's, it's one that drops early, so you've got to get ahead of it. Yeah, Oberzet zung me this morning, actually. I don't know if you caught it, but I was like, just because a couple of people are like, are these people paying you? Like, I was getting uh, DMs from people, like, wondering if I was, like, up for sale on the internet or something. And it's like, no, I retweet stuff when I think it's smart, and it's going to make my followers smart, too, you know? You were a like, retweet missile yesterday, though. I was trying to find, like, the, dude, the, uh, the draft. Dude, Scott Barrett is posting genius stuff. I'm going to retweet it, you know? I mean, when people are throwing great stuff out there, like Dwayne McFarlane from Context Matters, I mean, I'm going to, I'm sharing this stuff. I mean, I, you know, yeah, does it make me look less smart? Sure, but I want to win, and I want my people to win. So but you were a machine when, when people are retweets. staring, yeah, it's true. But look, I, there's a lot of content on Rotobon, but there's enough where you can finish it, right? Yeah. So anyway, so I just put out this morning, like you know, anything I retweet, you know, is just smart stuff that I want you to see, kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm not not doing it for money or anything like that. So Overzet tweets, "What about the edible arrangement I sent you last week?" <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm like, God darn it. I'm looking, um, I'm looking at at Rotobon <laughs> right now, and I'm seeing Daniel Jones to Eli, and it's 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 Will Ferrell Farrell doing the uh, yeah, doing the, the more cowbell. Chet crash him through that out. That was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, I retweeted that I wouldn't twice, say that's actually. great fantasy football content, but good content. Hey, man, you got to have some levity. you got to break up the monotony at some point. No question. Um, but, yeah, Overzet is a good follow. He's at Peter Overzet. That's O-V-E-R-Z-E-T. So give him a follow. Good yeah. move. He'll, he'll make you laugh occasionally. And here's the funny thing about Overzet. Like, he's all jokes and always, you know, doing silly stuff. He's smart, though. He's a shark. Yep. That kid's a shark. He's well, a he's, really, he, good, he, what really is, good player. What he is is a wolf in the weeds. Like, he yeah. he likes to play dumb and play like a joker, and then he sneaks up and, like, you know, eats all your cattle. And the, the freaking <laughs> snap picks he was doing on Joey were just <laughs> so freaking funny. Yeah, it is. It's good stuff. He was anyway, we had fun at the Beantown Brawl draft. He was slow out the gate with the snap picks. He wasn't very snappy this year, but in 2018, he was a snap picker. Oh man! Snap picking means if you're in a live draft and someone's going up to the board and you're after him, you basically tackle him on the way to the board and you put your <laughs> you put your sticker up before he does or right after. It's, that's the kind of gig. Yeah, we we drafted like a bunch of 12 year olds, but it's all good. All right. So speaking of drafts, this is a huge weekend. So our our new schedule, just to give it to you at wei.com, we've got a whole like initiative with uh, pod. Cast domination. I, I, Bradford's got some jumbled word that he uses. He's like, I want to do an opening that's like pod combination. I'm like, well, whatever that might be. I'll just do my standard opening. But um, we're going to be going every Friday, and it's going to drop late on Friday night. The idea being is that first thing when you wake up on your apps and uh, all the ways that you want to get your fantasy football content, your EEI content, it's going to be there. And we're going to be linked to Andy Hart and Ryan Hannibal's stuff, which is great because their stuff is great. Uh, Hart's been a great addition to the team. I think they're bouncing off each other well, giving different Patriots perspectives. And we'll be linked to that. So when you get your Pats fixed, you can get your fantasy football fixed at the same time, which is cool. So without further ado, it's a big weekend and people are going to draft Saturday and Sunday. Shall we get into some fantasy content? 
If we have to. <laughs> I thought we were going to just do dead references. We just keep... You know what? So this is also <laughs> going to be the home for the Dead Reference Society. Hashtag Dead Reference Society, which has exactly two followers right now, you and me. But yeah, we, we drop a lot of them. And, and I actually think they're really on point. We follow ourselves and like our own jokes. We do. So, But when we take some of these dead references and they hit, we're going to give you a little sample of it on, on Twitter. And then that will lead you to the article where the meat is, which is uh, always fun. <laughs> All right, so what do we want to get into in terms of, um, I mean, it's Friday, this thing's going to post what, Saturday early morning? Tonight, yeah, early tomorrow morning, yeah. People with Saturday drafts are going to hear this stuff, so what do we want to get into, Hacksaw? I think some great uh, draft strategy, you know what I mean? If you're uh, in a snake or in an auction, how to approach it, you know, where the the potential... No nos and boo boos are, and where the okay. where the big wins are. We start there. You and I are about to get into an auction. I love our drafts. We've got two great auctions coming. The big one, the one where this all started. Pete and I met in 1996, and uh, and and that was the late in that year. And then we got into a, a fantasy league. I think it was at 97. We started tuna, or you started tuna, I should say. Yeah, I think the highlight of that year was when I traded you four slices of pizza for a closer in the baseball league. But <laughs> I was hungry. You were. They did the, and I needed a closer. You think the Mets are a bad organization now? Like, holy Toledo. We were starving. We, were, we had a talented like, sales force of guys. We were starving. Making food trades, you know? It's that true. That happened. It's true. That happened. What's the Will Ferrell movie? That just happened. That's what it's Ricky Bobby, that what used to happen. We trade for I think food. It was, I think it was Bobby Wagner for four slices of pizza. <laughs> Billy Wagner, yeah, right, Billy sorry. Wags. He wasn't a closer yet. That was very insightful, and I was very oh. hungry. <laughs> this is absolutely true. This the happened. early days of one of the better deals I've ever made. To be honest with you, <laughs> I was happy with it. <laughs> you were. You weren't going anywhere. I was wasted and I was hungry, and that was fine. <laughs> I can't remember what player was put in there as the placeholder for said slices of pizza. I've been Real Cormier or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't played fantasy baseball in so long. Yeah, I took a twenty-year hiatus from it, and um, the last because the last first of all, it's like a, it, it's literally like a third career. I mean, it's it's the my maintenance problem with baseball, every day. Ugh. My problem with baseball is I, I don't do things you know halfway. You know that. Yep. Like if I got a draft, I'm going to be ready for it. So if I have fantasy baseball drafts, if you look at the timing of them, that means I'm watching less film. And I just can't have yeah, you got to get ready for football season. That, yeah, that, that's, so that's a good I one just, for you. It just, I had to make a choice. It's either am I going to be serious about knowing these rookies or am I going to keep playing fantasy baseball? It, it just, there wasn't time for both. Yeah. And uh, you know what? How many fantasy baseball leagues can you win, Hack? You know? Is that. Mine is, <laughs> a, mine is a little different. And I know that Lou Merloni is a big fantasy football guy, and he'll probably listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell him we did it and get him. So I'm going to say something. The reason I stopped fantasy baseball is because baseball players are wussies. That, that's why. Because they're hurt like every other day. It's like, it's, I mean, you can't. I actually changed my team name the last time I played Sorry. fantasy baseball to the disabled list because I had like 25 guys down. At any one time. So that just I don't aggravated. remember that, so I don't think I was in that league. You weren't but, in that league. But yeah. uh, the disabled list uh, had a rough year. Uh, I took a 20-year hiatus. I came back, won a league a couple of years ago, finished like in the you know win place or show. I think I did like third, and then I bowed out again. Too much time. Anyway. Yeah. My league was a little miffed because I won it and then didn't come back. I'm like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't anymore. It, when we did, no, because I thing is, if if I say I'm going to do the draft, I'm not going to just come in and, and blow it off. Yeah. I'm going to like have to spend 20 hours preparing for it, and I sure. don't have the time. Yeah. No. I, nor do I. I mean, and and really, it's it, it, I didn't regret. I don't regret it at all, and I didn't even miss it the first year I did it because I'm I'm 
I am, I'm so into rookie film and ranking the rookies. It's it's what I want to do. Um, it, I actually. I'm really glad I gave up fantasy baseball, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I wish I could spend more time in the offseason on the rookies, you know, because now the picture becomes so more clear, so much more clear. You know, we do a dynasty draft that, when does it happen? Like in May? Which one are we talking Lights about? Lights out? Oh, yeah. Um, Lights out is a fairly late one. So, yeah, usually it's right around, like, usually last week of May, first week of June. Yeah, and except for the very top, I feel very behind in that. And I'm kind of basically relying on you. At that point, I'd love to put more into it. But now, like you, you wish. Cool. You could, let's make a trade. I wish I could go back <laughs> in time, and like because it becomes so much more clear. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's the thing about Dynasty. Yeah. Anybody who gets into Dynasty, like your first like twelve to twenty-four months, you're going to do some things you regret. Yep. Um, but you need to learn from them. That's the important thing. Um, and it's probably a good time to slow your roll a little bit. Like I, I was really clear to you. I was like, dude, don't make a lot of trades. Yeah. Like, like get get comfortable. Don't don't try to make any splash moves until you really feel that you get the implications of them. Um, it, it's 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 a good way to just you know start in dynasty, mm. um, and eventually as you get your footing, as you gain confidence, you can become a high volume trader. You know, yep. um, and I think the better trader you are, the more you should trade in dynasty. Is the basic way to put it. You know, um, if you're good at trading, then make more trades. You know, if you're mediocre at it. Think long and hard before you make trades. For me, like my best skill in Dynasty is just drafting rookies. So I try to keep my assets there. Um, but there's the cool thing about Dynasty leagues is there's so many ways to go about it. It's it's fun. You can have your own style, and it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to impress anybody if it works as long as it works for you. Yeah, I came in and inherited a team, and they were kind of like a middle of the pack yeah. team. And so I, I have to. What I would like to do is is acquire some more assets that I could move. Like there's a guy who's like just bleeding out. And he's doing a full reset. He's tanking big time. And, yeah, Brett uh, Devine. Yeah, Brett and, Devine. And I would, I would love to take, you know, get in on that because as players, as a kind of a middle of the pack team, I, I kind of want to build up, but I don't have enough to give them. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Right. I need some draft capital, which is kind of well. The thing, me. and and I, you and I had this discussion last year, and there's no reason we can't sort of rehash it right now because it's 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 pertinent. It's this is a fantasy football podcast. We can do this. Yeah. Um, we don't even need a reason. <laughs> we don't even need a reason. Um, dead reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. but you know, you're you're in a situation where I think if you made a mistake, I would say it's this: you didn't decide what you wanted to be. Yeah. What I what you know, and it's and look, you just this is like your first foray into dynasty. You were given this roster. It was like, oh, okay. It was like a one day turnaround too. Yeah, and I just by the way did the same exact thing. Leo Pasiga invited me into a league where I took over an existing roster because this guy got booted out of the league, and it's like smart I look at fantasy the guy by the way, Leo. Yeah, yep. Leo. Leo, by the way, was uh, I just did a dynasty podcast with him last week. You yeah, can check it out on on, on, on just go to go to my timeline. It's you should be able to find it right in the timeline. Hmm. Um, uh, Leo Pasiga, by the way, we should uh, we should pimp his handle because he's if you play Dynasty, uh, Leo is a phenomenal follow. Yeah, what's his what's his is he at Sega something or? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up yeah. when I find it. I'll, I'll pump it out. But so the but the thing for you is, and I think you're you're getting to the point now where you're doing it. Yeah. But you want to decide, okay, what am I doing? Am I rebuilding? Or am I trying to build up to compete right now? Like, you want to have a clear direction in Dynasty. You don't want to be sort of like in the middle, not sure. That's like the, the worst place you can be. Um, so, Like the Milwaukee Bucks. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, if you're just sort of half-ass rebuilding in Dynasty, you're going to be doing it forever. Yep. Um, so what Britt is doing is a, I love what he's doing. And I mean, I, he, uh, it's funny. He's the team I'm scared of. I'm like, man, in two years, that team's going to be a problem. He's this guy, he is really circling the wagons. It, just to give it some perspective for people, you know, it's a dynasty league and the 2020, uh, draft 
is a draft class that's supposed to be really strong. He yeah. has, I think, in the first like five rounds, he has like a minimum of two to three picks in every round. I mean, he is. And this is a league where that, like, yeah. in some leagues, that might be overkill. Like you not might, in this be, one. you might not have the roster space to deal with that much incoming rookie talent. Yeah, we got thirty six guys. Yeah, in this league, man, he could he could double it and he'd still be okay. Um, so I, I love what Britt is doing in this league. Uh, by the way, you can follow Leo Pasiga at c i g a underscore f f, uh, and he's a good dynasty follow if you're a dynasty guy. Um, and by the way, uh, Britt Devine <laughs> at b r i t underscore d e v i n e. Yeah, excellent. Excellent daily follow if you yes. play daily football. Yep. Um, so, for you, and, and I think you could still do this this year, Jim. You want to look at your team and say, "Okay, what do I want to do with this team? Do I want to rebuild or do I want to try to like build it to compete?" Uh, you could go either way, but if you decide to rebuild, it's like commit to it. And mm. like Brit is such a great example of it. Like every day is a fire sale. Like if one of his players has a yeah. blurb on Roto World, you'll see that guy in the chat with a for sale sign on it within like thirty two seconds. Hell yeah, and he's working it, and and that's that's how you rebuild in Dynasty. You commit to it, and then you just grind it, yeah. and you keep making deals, and you keep adding youth, and you keep adding picks. And he's smart where he'll add a guy who's misvalued. He'll add a guy who actually is nearing the sell date because he thinks he's a good sell. Like Britt's smart. He's mm. doing a really good job. Mm. Um, at some point, his team would actually be a pretty good article on like how to rebuild a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, and he, he's he's patient too. Like I've made him a couple offers that I didn't think were too out of bounds. Right, persistent. He would even, he but would even look at them. He's like, "You're so far off." And I'm like, I'm "Sorry <laughs> to offend you. <laughs> you know, I know I did, but I apologize." For that. Hey, well, look, and that's another lesson. You can be blunt in dynasty discussions. Oh you yeah, know, you, can, you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to be a jerk about it. But yeah, be yeah. It's like no, we're nowhere close. That's a good response. Yeah, you know, I've done it. I've got, and I want to know, right? Like, if I'm nowhere close, tell me. Yeah, and I, look at being the new guy. I I was, you know, people thought that I was bait. They were wrong. I got offered a bunch of shitty offers. I'm like, dude, I'm not a dummy. Like, back off. And then, but dude, but, I won that league. You should see the offers I get. Yeah, <laughs> I would don't take it personally. <laughs> I mean, I've got a callus on my reject finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some. I mean, the, the offers you get are just awful. Awful. Dude, I, Dynasty offers are like that. But I did it like to that. too, I guess. And so, you know. Yeah, awful. no, look. As long as everybody has thick skin, yeah. just, just have fun with it. Yeah, just it's all roll good. with it. I, I really like that league. I love the uh, – the reason I sort of said, you know, dude, this might not be a bad league for you is you and I are like deep league mavens, right? Yeah. Like the deeper the better. Yeah, so people and, who know. And it's all about depth in this Yeah, league. we're in like 25-team leagues and 22-team leagues, 20-team Round leagues, leagues not know? team. 12 and 14 team leagues with that many roster spots. What's that? We're in 12 and 14 team leagues with 22 and 25 rounds. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this league, this league is oh, 14. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missaid that. Right, I right. That. This team is 14 teams, 36 roster spots. You have to start three running backs. You have to start four wide receivers. Yeah, the roster's uh, compositions are really hard, the restrictions, you know. Double flex on top of those. So, like, you need to have, like, four running backs to start. You need to have five receivers to start, and there's 14 teams. I mean, you should see the bye week lineups in this league. I you mean, should see like... the waiver wire. The waiver <laughs> wire is there. Honestly, oh, yeah. you'd be lucky to see Matthew Slater. Like, that's how – I mean, yeah. you, you'd be lucky to see – I think yeah. James Devlin is there. You, I might take James Devlin. I might, I might, you literally I see, like, little – Tumbleweeds blowing across your screen. There's you nothing the there. It's awful. Yeah. And I love it. Like, that's my kind of waiver wire. 
personally. Well, I like. I, I can't get enough of that league. Well, that's the it. Belichick and you and I both. Like we, I, I just love to tweak like roster spot 50, 51, 52, 53. Hey. And I think that's what that's what Belichick loves to do. I, As I, Herm I, Edwards used so to fun. say, "You dust the corners, baby, dust the corners." Yeah. Um, so okay, we just did a little dynasty stuff. Yeah. People got drafts. Let's focus. Yeah, let's get in there. All right, so um, let's, let's hit it. What what do we want to talk about for? Uh, I mean, obviously, folks, anybody listening, I I've spent all week <laughs> just loading up stuff to help you in drafts. So please go to Rotobon. The cheat sheets are refreshed. I'm going to refresh them again uh, today and on Saturday. Where Saturdays when you're going to be hearing this podcast. So uh, there's fresh cheat sheets. They're free. Just enjoy them. Uh, and the cheat sheets on Rotobon are adjustable. So if you download the numbers version, if you got a Mac, or if you download the Excel version, if you're a PC, um, you can tweak them. You can move the players around. Um, and if you need to draft real quick, just rip off a PDF and you're and, and you're good to go. Um, and I've got a draft plan that's 90 minutes long that explains how to use the cheat sheet. So we've got you covered. Jim and I are just doing sort of a looser discussion here. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about some of the guys who are sort of you know, interesting, that are that are compelling right now, yeah. that are sort of moving up or moving down. Um, like, how about Miles Sanders? Let's start with Miles Sanders. Let's start with Miles Sanders. Because he's it, a good one. I do want to say something, though. Like, yeah. on, on um, with the Rotobon Draft Plan podcast, mm-hmm. there's actually an article that goes up there. And one of your teams you drafted out of the three slot, I think yeah. is like, uh, like near perfect. I love okay. it. Okay. I don't even remember it. Tell me about I it. I love it. So <laughs> you drafted out of the third spot. I, dra- I drafted that team, I think, at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. So. I mean, this is a mock draft, so you don't know what you're in there with. But right. yeah, you're probably in there with a bunch of chimpanzees you what, because this is a really I'll, good team. Well, for sure. But the thing is, remember, listen, most of us, that's who we're drafting at. With we're drafting with the people who are doing mocks right now. So right. you know, unless you happen to play in a league with a whole bunch of industry people, this is who we're playing with. So that's okay. Um, and by the way, most of the mocks I've been in um, on um, fantasy football calculator have been like full. So you know, yeah. For what it's worth, I'm at one a.m. and it's like nine real people in the room. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I just this is a, this is a this is kind of like how when I've done mocks or like kind of my vision of how I want my teams yeah. to look, you hit, you hit it. Like you, you took it right out of my, I've got it loaded. Mind. Now, so we're on the same page. Yeah. So out of the three hole, Alvin, Alvin Kamara makes perfect sense. Uh, you come back around in round two, Damian Williams, which I, I, I love this guy. I think he's like a perfect, perfect number two back, you know, to, to kind of, to kind of anchor a team with, I really like that start. And then you come with two strong receivers, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin. You know, Allen's a little bit of a concern just because of, you know, he's yeah. uh, maybe not likely for week one with an ankle, but still. I think he is likely for week one. Okay, good. I think I think he's most likely going to play. To me, it looks like they're just taking care of him. Yeah. It feels like maintenance. And if he misses something, it'll probably just be a week. So I actually just reinstalled him back in his original spot. There you go. I like what you did here. So you've got Kamara, Damian Williams, and then rounds three and four, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin. And then, you, so you've got a nice little foundation there, receiver, running back, come back in the fifth round, which we've talked about a lot, and we're going to hit it in the Fantasy Football Hour on Sunday with the tight ends is Evan Engram. You know, so yeah. now was O.J. Howard available there or no? No. Okay, so Evan Engram in the fifth. And then the next four picks are really kind of, well, actually even the next five or six picks are really interesting because it's like, with Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin, you know, Allen's got the little injury. I, I know you well enough to know that you're looking for um, depth and upside there. So check this out from rounds 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I love this. Curtis Samuel on Carolina. We're going to fight it out Saturday for him, I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> so, well, I already have, like, a boatload of shares, so you might get them. I'll take them. Curtis Samuel, great upside. Remember, though, the league we're in is non-PPR. Yeah, we play in, in so tuna standard. It's a little bit of a factor. Yeah, a little different. 
But the next guy fits Tuna really well, Alan Robinson, um, who I think is, you know, he and Sammy Watkins are two guys that I think are kind of a little forgotten. Um, and there's a little reason yeah. for that, but I like them. I love them where you got Watkins them. Watkins more so than Robinson. No question. I mean, I want to buy a piece of Pat Mahomes yep. more so than I want to buy a piece of Trubisky. No question. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah, no question. Yeah. And by the way, the Bears have a lot of options there. You know, I mean, Anthony they Miller. Do. And, and They do. Uh, Although Miller's banged up, which is one of the reasons I sort of said, you know what, let's grab Robinson with Miller banged up maybe because I'm thinking week one could be a thing, right? Yeah. So if Keenan Allen's out week one and Anthony Miller's out week one, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson can be, be, be good for him. Look, he's a guy who can get targeted over 15 times in a game if it breaks that way. Just one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I want to love Robinson more than I do. What I want to do is I want to love Allen Robinson to his talent level. Yeah. I have him ranked below his talent because I think his QB is less than yep. when it comes to see he runs the routes on that team that require a good QB. He runs the timing routes, the out routes, the stuff and he runs them well, by the way. Sure. But Trubisky's mediocre. So he's getting hurt by the quarterback a lot more than the guys who are getting the design plays. Mm. And he's getting hurt and and when you're talking about Miller, he's gonna run the routes that the quarterback hits better. So that's my problem with Allen Robinson. I am not fading the player. I'm fading the platform. Yep. And I can, one thing I can never get over with Allen Robinson is he has legitimately, I think, one of the best catches I've ever seen in college at Penn State. So that always <laughs> sticks with me. Rotobon's been on him since we've we've been a fan, really going all the way back to when he came out. Yep. So just to get back to it. So out of the three hole, Kamara, Damian Williams, good start there. Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin at five. Evan Engram makes a lot of sense. This is where I think you really hit it. Curtis Samuel, Allen Robinson. And then now we're in six, seven, eighth round. Duke Johnson, love yep. that. Marquez Val- Valdez Scantling at nine. Darwin Thompson, the, the, a very critical draft pick, having Damian Williams there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a mock. It's easy not to take him, but you know what? I'm trying to show people what I'm going to do. And if you give me a shot at Darwin Thompson there, I'm going to take him every time. Yep. If I've got Williams, maybe I fade him one more round. If I don't have Damian, I don't know. But. Uh, I'm really committed to making sure I get Thompson if I go with Damian Williams. I agree. Yeah, me, me too. And um, and also, too, if this, I'm guessing if it was a mock, it was a half point PPR, is my guess. Yeah. 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 So, but if it's PPR, you know, you can even just, even if you don't have Damian Williams, I think he's like viable at that oh, time. Oh, I'm targeting Darwin Thompson for, oh, look, I'm, I'm targeting a lot of running games, right? I'm targeting the 49ers running game. I'm targeting the Rams running game. Yep. I'm targeting, I'm targeting this one. Um, I just, Get pieces, you know. Now with 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 the Chiefs, this is the one situation where I really just want to get both pieces because there's two pieces I want. And look, if it's a really deep league, I might add my boy Darrell Williams at the very end because I love that guy. But you have to read. I like him too, right? You have to read the information on the ground, and the information on the ground says he's third right now. So I'm going to prioritize him that way. Yeah, but no I'll tell you right now, if something happened to our guy Damien, and if something happened to Darwin, oh, Darrell Williams, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, if if they gave yep. Darrell Williams that gig and he's getting 20 touches, I'm telling you right now, a he'll be a league winning fantasy pickup on the waiver wire, and b people are going to start realizing how good he is. He was my 20th pick in the fishbowl. Yeah, I think I did the same thing. Yep. And um, and remember, guys, we, we talked about the fishbowl a little bit. We drafted in early July in that one. Right. So. It's also a 2QB format with tight end premium scoring. Yeah. So uh, that's the reason I use that ADP. You can adjust for it on my site, and you can take a look at how a 2QB um, format sets up. Um, uh, back to what we were talking about, though. The thing about Daryl Williams, and we'll, let's not spend too much time on him because I think he's off the board right now. Yeah, but for this a is a, a this is a player. He ran poorly at the combine, and since then he's sort of been a persona non grata. Mm. But 
this is a guy with a three-down skill set. This guy catches the ball very nicely. He's got a long frame. He's a good runner. He runs with a lot of gusto, and he, I really like him in that scheme. He's not fast, but I like everything else about him. So, I also like what I saw what last worth. year down the stretch. He looked real good. Yeah. He took that one ball around the t- corner, and, man, he accelerated to that pylon. I mean, he's, I'm telling you, he's, got, he's one of those guys that's faster in pads and doesn't, doesn't time well, you know, in, in, in the little stretchy suit. Um, yeah, uh, listen, here's the, the best way to describe it is this. I think he's going to make the team, and I don't think Carlos Hyde is. Yeah, that's interesting. Where do, you, do you have any sense of, like, where Hyde could end up? I mean, I don't think he yeah. hangs out in the abyss. I think he could end up on the golf course. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he's actually he's done nothing but regress the last. I love years. Carlos Hyde, yeah. but there's something there. It's either like a low back, it's something that's causing him to not be as you know he's just not as twitchy as he used to be. Mm. You know, he's just sort of a you know he's like the corpse of Carlos Hyde. I'm only saying it. He's he's one of the backs I've loved. I mean, yeah. I love that guy at Ohio State, and I love the way he ran um, early on with the 49ers. Yeah, but um, I it, my guess is it's just an accumulation of hits and injuries. Maybe he's a little heavy. I don't know, mm. uh, but he is not the same explosive player. When Carlos Hyde puts a foot in the ground now, he's just a guy. I mean, he's not a dog. He's an NFL back, but there's nothing special about him. Yeah. And the thing is, when you factor all that in with the fact that he doesn't really fit this scheme, and I just, I think he's going to get set free. It kind of sounds like what we used to talk about several years ago, the year before the Patriots got Jeremy Hill, you know? And uh, and then Mixon came in, and Jerry Mahill became an afterthought. Yeah. The Patriots picked him up. He looked great in uh, preseason before he got hurt. You know, and, and maybe maybe that's his destiny. He gets uh, beat around a little bit, and then he he finds God and comes back and plays hard, and that hopefully yeah. has a better ending than Hill. And, and that's the thing about the NFL. There's so many guys in the NFL that are playing hurt, and we just don't know it because yeah. they, a lot of these guys don't even tell the team. They don't want anybody to know they've got something because it, it'll cost them money, right? So sometimes we just don't know. I mean, look, Carlos Hyde either maybe he lost a step, but it's odd for that to happen at his age. Mm. I think he's. I personally, I think my guess is there's like a disc or something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. That's it, just my guess. Makes some sense. All right. So back to your draft. So, the, the, so some guys here. I want to. I want people to think about if you're drafting in, in deeper leagues and yep. deeper roster leagues. You know, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Love him, and he's a, he's a riser. Darwin Thompson, we just talked about. The next guy you got, you got him late. Alexander Madison. All right. Yeah, what um, round? 12, 11? Uh, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11th round. Yeah. I like him there. Yeah. If I can get him 11, 12, I'll do it, even, even if I don't have Cook. Yeah. If you're not familiar, uh, he is the number two in Minnesota. And so, like, you know, Dalvin Sorry. Cook, uh, I think you and I are both bullish on him, but it's bullish with a little bit of uh, buyer beware because of the injuries, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you roll with Cook and. Uh, you know, it's an adventure because <laughs> he tends to get banged up. Uh, I love their early schedule. I feel like he's a get-me-off-to-a-good-start kind of player. Mm. Um, but I also feel compelled uh, to go after Madison. You know, I mean, there's a couple handcuffs for me uh, that I'm compelled to go after. And, again, you and I play in big leagues where there's no recourse, okay? Yep. If you play in a league with 15 draft spots, 15 roster spots, then handcuffing becomes a little bit of a dicier issue because you're giving up roster space that yep. you need. Uh, but in bigger leagues... Uh, to me, like if I draft Connor, I'm getting Jalen Samuels. Yeah, no question. Okay, if I get Cook, I'm going after Madison. If I get Damian Williams, I'm making sure I get Darwin Thompson. Like those are three of the real big ones for me. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, I think another real good one. If you draft Eric Henry, Deion Lewis is so cheap. 
If you're in a deep league, just get even if you don't want Dion, just take him. Let me tell you something about Dion Lewis. He showed a little bit of that old Dion Lewis wiggle uh, in the yeah, second preseason game against the Pats. I mean, yeah. he wasn't dynamite, but there was one one juke in like uh, early in the game that I saw. I'm like, oh, he looks like Dion. So yeah, I picked well, him up you know, late. Listen, late. You know, I love Dion. Yeah. He was mine first. He was <laughs> after his like his hip got deconstructed and all those injuries he had. What was he? Yeah. he was in Philadelphia, right? Like 2014. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our podcast, like five years ago or something. Yeah. yeah, you'll hear me just like sort of whining and crying about Deion Lewis being hurt. Yep. He was my guy. Great um, find by Belichick. And by the way, just for people, just to complete the circle here, Deion Lewis is an Andy Reid back. Don't forget that. Yep. He got drafted to be the backup to LaShawn McCoy. All right, he just, he just, he just made me think of something, just getting off of that draft for a second. Yeah. Just mentioning Andy Reid. We spent a little time on Kansas City with Damian Williams and uh, mm-hmm. Darrell Williams and um, obviously Darwin Thompson. But what what's going on with uh, the fantasy football mock draft world and one Sammy Watkins? Like, mm. why is he so forgotten? Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's sort of like that Flintstones episode, you know, when Hi-Fi became a square. <laughs> Hashtag do, dead reference. I do remember uh, that. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got to mark that. I got to mark that. Where are we? Uh, <laughs> I just can't see. You know, the eyes are the first thing to go. We'll find yeah. it. <laughs> but seriously, it's sort of like that. It sort of just feels like Sammy's become uncool. Yeah. Um, I see a very talented player who is going to be starting in an Andy Reid offense with Pat Mahomes, a quarterback. Yep. You tell me I can have him in the seventh round? I like it. Now, seventh? the thing is... You can get him later than that. Well, that's the thing. So now it's like, all right, how greedy do I want to get with Sammy Watkins? Because, you know, we don't want to forget about scenarios, right? I mean, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of ways Tyreek Hill could not be playing football in a month. I was just <laughs> we don't want to that. limit it to just maybe an injury. There are other factors Look, It's not that just that he's up. a jerk, It's and, 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 and he's... <laughs> He's a criminal. It's not right. just that. I don't want to talk about him. I'm well, just on, saying. But the okay. recourse, but we might, we, might, we might not be done with his situation yet. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, who knows? But and, and well, my point was like, who knows when he's going to do something else, right? Um, I mean, we've that got too. a pattern of behavior here. Yep. Um, so, you know, there are more than one ways that Tyreek Hill could be a problem. And if Sammy Watkins moves into the number one spot, Wow. Right, and right. Travis Kelsey is not like a guarantee to stay healthy. He's a guy who's got some stuff. He had microfracture surgery a yeah. while back. He's had ankle stuff. He had an off-season surgery, I think, in January or February. So you know, this is a team where I want pieces. No like question. if I can get Mecole Hardman late, yeah, I'm just going to take him. Yeah, because if this guy happens to become a fixture in this offense, like you're not going to get Mecole Hardman on the waiver wire when he becomes a thing. Like, if you want him without paying him right through now. the nose, yep. just stash him, right? Yep. And, again, I'm talking about deeper leagues. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I want every piece of this offense that I can get my hands on. And when I can get a piece like Sammy Watkins, who's actually starting and who actually has first-round NFL draft capital because he's got all kinds of talent, I mean, what if this guy shows up healthy and in shape? Look at man. And I'll tell you something else about uh, about Sammy Watkins, Okay. He also right. played his best ball the last time we saw him. Like, he was pretty prominent in the FC Championship game against the Pats. You know, like. Right, and he was coming off an injury. He was coming off an injury, and I think he was hitting his stride at the most important time. So, I am beyond unafraid 
to draft one Sammy Watkins oh, when the time but is right. Why be afraid? You can get him in like the eighth round. Yeah. So that's the trick with Sammy Watkins is how far do we want to push the envelope. There are other compelling players you can take in the seventh. Depending on the team build you're on, you may need running back. So, you know, feel free to push the envelope with this guy. Get him in the eighth or ninth maybe. Um, but, man, I, I'm real happy to have Sammy Watkins on my team with Pat Mahomes throwing him the ball and Andy Reid designing his routes. Mm. So Hello. I'm looking at fantasy football calculator, ADP like around eighty. So like they're talking like middle middle sixth round into the seventh, but that's that actually might be a little bit of a climb up. Yeah, eighty eighty would be mid to late seventh. Yeah, 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 right about there. So uh, he's a guy I'm targeting at the right time. When we say targeting, yeah. don't don't go like you know four rounds early because we're saying we're tar- we're targeting. I'm saying and Pete's saying we're targeting where we think we should be. We can be able to get him based on his ADP critical to kind of define that right let's get our guys as cheap as possible yeah no doubt yeah i mean for me right now my temptation on watkins is let him fall to me in the eighth yep like if i if i'm if i'm targeting receiver at that point that that's probably what i'm going to do because in the last six drafts i've been in that's where he keeps going if i could get like in the seventh seventh eighth round if i could get like if i have a good foundation with my first six picks and i get like josh gordon and sammy watkins i'm dancing man yeah exactly dancing it's a good, you know, we talk about zero RB on Twitter all the time. You know, you can go the other way too. You can the way receivers are working right now, you can find some really good receivers in the middle rounds. So, yep. there's a lot of ways to build your team. All right, we're gonna get out of here pretty soon. So, give me a lightning round on some guys we haven't had a chance to hit either on the fantasy football hour or here in the pod right now. Uh, you sort of put me on the spot there, Jim. Miles um, Sanders, maybe one. Oh yeah, well we yeah we mentioned him and didn't talk about him. So yeah, I mean I I spent about an hour yesterday going through his new film and then I went back and watched some of the Penn State stuff to refresh my memory and watching the Penn State stuff would, <laughs> reminded me exactly why I was worried about this guy because mm. his his handle you know, is just I mean I I think I only saw one fumble on film, but the the thing is it's like it wasn't the fumble that concerned me, it was the handle. I mean he's just he's exposing the football too much. He's letting his he's letting his arm get away from his body. And the thing I don't the thing I really don't like is using one hand on inside runs. Man, get that second hand on the ball in the NFL on the inside. You've got a reputation as a fumbler. You better protect that football. And you gotta lock it up. What I'm seeing is that he is keeping that second hand on longer. He's it, it, clearly the coaching staff has made this uh, a point of emphasis, uh, and I do like his handle better from what I've seen. What I haven't been able to isolate is him getting really heated up out in the open field. Mm. Um, I'd like to get some more looks at that. Um, but the bottom line is this: it looks like it's something they're working on, and that's really what I want to see. I want to see that it's a point of emphasis, and yeah. I think it is. He's a really talented back. I like Miles Sanders. I mean, when I first got onto his film in January, I'm like. I think I put something on Twitter. I, I was like, why is nobody talking about this Miles Sanders yeah. guy? This uh, guy's good. <laughs> I think back at that time, people were just like, wow, they just got uh, they just got Jordan Howard. You know what I mean? And that's probably the guy. Well, no, just... I'm talking about before he was an Eagle. Um, oh, and, okay. And, and, you know, it was funny. I'm like, why is no one talking about this guy? And I'm like, well, okay. He's like a guy who's been around. He was stuck behind another player. People don't like older guys, but there's a reason this guy's coming out a little bit later. He had to wait to get the job, right? Yeah. He had Saquon Barkley in front of him. Um, but then I started, I'm like, all right, now I'm interested in this guy. Because now I'm like, okay, no one's talking about him, and I really like him. So I did a real quick deep dive, mm. and I found fumbles. <laughs> I'm like, ah. It, it was sort of like in uh, Major League when, when Lou Brown's like, throw him a couple curveballs. Yeah, right, with, uh, with uh, Serrano. <laughs> oh, you know, it was, yeah. like, it was like that. So I'm like, okay, now I Damn see Damn you, Joe Boo. <laughs> right, right. So now I'm like, okay, 
we've got a guy I really like who's got some fumbleitis, um, and I really started watching the film, and I said, yeah, I can see why he's fumbling. Um, so what we want to see from this player is fixing the problem. We know it can be done because, like, Tiki Barber, Tiki Barber almost fumbled his way out of the league. Yeah. And, you know, one preseason with Tom Coughlin, and he had good ball security. So Kevin this is Falk. A f- Kevin Falk is one. He was a ab- fumbler, absolutely. and then he never fumbled again after a big one on Monday Night Football against Green Bay. So this is a problem that, when properly coached and when the player is accepting good coaching, can be fixed. I just want to know that it's being fixed. Yep. Uh, and I think I see enough progress where I'm willing to take the shot on this guy in the fifth or sixth round. Okay. I- I'm, I'm really cool with it because I think you're getting a ton of upside. And, again, a chance to get a piece of this offense. People are running away from Miles Sanders because they're so afraid of the committee paradigm they've seen in Philadelphia over the last couple of years. And it concerns me too. But here's the thing. Has there been a player capable of breaking that paradigm? I mean, I like Wendell Smallwood, but yeah. <laughs> you're not going to turn him into the alpha yeah, back, Boston right? Boston Scott, Wendell Smallwood, no. Right. No, no so they've, they've had a bunch of guys, other than maybe Ajayi, who they never got fully healthy and yeah. then he, he got whacked. Yeah. They've never really had a guy you'd give it to. So Sproles is still hanging out there. Right. So classic uh, third down back. I just feel like if this guy hits, he could get 70% of this backfield. Mm. And if you give me 70% of this backfield, I'm in. Yeah, you get Wentz on the field and just driving him down. There's going to be a lot of movement. This team's going to score touchdowns. Now, a smart person is going to wait a minute, Pete. They're going to score a lot of touchdowns, but wouldn't that be Jordan Howard? That's a fair point. Yeah, he's there. I mean, he's he's plummeting. You know, but he ADP, could steal. Well, know. listen, I don't know if his ADP is plummeting, but I'll tell you this: he doesn't look bad. I think he actually. I thought I, I liked the way he was running more than I liked it last year, for mm-hmm. what it's worth. So I don't think Howard's ready to just Give go it up. belly up. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is that at the stripe, I could see them deciding to put Howard in there. Now, the other side of the coin is this. We've seen Philly at the stripe. We've seen them do some very unpredictable things at the stripe, haven't we? Yes, we have. One of them sort of famous. Y- yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I don't That's think... Super Bowl, I don't like to talk about. Yeah, uh, fair enough. So, you know, are they just going to be static, pounding jo- Jordan Howard at the goal line? No, no, I don't think so. But I do think he's going to get his share of the action. Right, good stuff. Let's uh, do, do, give me a couple of, of your lo- like late, you know, from round 15 to round 20 if you're in a big league. Round fifteen, uh, round twenty, and, uh, some some risers. My, my right. guy. Good question, but I need to open my. I got a couple of guys. I go with Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo well, he's Allison, not, Green Bay. But, uh, well, the, Allison maybe gets into that part of the draft. Valdez, Scantling is he's like ten, eleven, around ten, eleven. He, yeah. He's going in the top one hundred. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we're going to get him there. I mean, look, my favorite receiver pre combine is now flashing. So Preston Williams is a guy to look at. Yes. Late. Yeah. Miami. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, the, the Rams' backfield, we talked about why you might want to get in on Gurley. Uh, I think plenty of reasonable people will say, nah, I'm not going to get in on Gurley. That's okay. But if you do that, you probably should find a different way to get into the Rams' running game, right? Yep. Because if you think this, then follow your thought process, yep. right? You're saying, I don't think Gurley's going to make it. Well, then somebody else is going to be cheap getting juice for the Rams, Sounds right? like Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson to me. So, yeah, take a swing at one of those guys. Yep. Um, Might even want to take a swing at John Kelly real late. I absolutely love John Kelly. Yep. Um, so, but some guys who maybe hit for you late, Ryquel Armstead, you know, mm. he's a guy who's finally practicing again. I don't love him, but he's got a lot of juice. He runs with a lot of passion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> Leonard Fournette... 
call me crazy. I'm thinking he may miss a little time. Yeah, he did last um, year. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I think that's um, a person you can look at. Um, a guy we haven't talked about, Dexter Williams. Um, we talked about Aaron Jones being a guy who gets hurt a little bit. That's a good if, handcuff. If he does, right. I think, um, you know, I think Will, the other Williams, I think, is dinged up. And, Jamal. So, yeah. Right. So I think Dexter's a guy really late in the deep league is a handcuff. Not a bad idea. Um, we talked about Hawkinson. I've got all kinds of yep. love uh, for TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's a guy who I'm targeting well above his ADP. Um, a guy I mentioned on the podcast who I, I just love is Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Uh, receiver for the Steelers. Yeah. Now, he's a deep target who probably will take some time. Um but Dwayne McFarlane, I was listening to his podcast the other day. Man, he, Dwayne McFarlane, smart as all get out. Um, another guy, context matters on Twitter. I would, I would follow Dwayne. That's just a smart thing to do. Um, he brought up something, and this, it's funny. This goes right to a conversation you and I had about James Washington when he was coming out, which is, man, I like this guy. He's great tracking the football. He's really tough to deal with once he get in, once he gets into his route. But he's got trouble getting into his route. Mm. He's, he's, he's in the first five yards of his route. He's easy to jam. Apparently, the Steelers have not been able to get him past this. And they're basically using him more flanker. They're not letting him play X. Problem with that is, guess who plays flanker for the most part? Deontay Johnson. No, Shuju. Oh, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of a problem yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so they're using him... You know, as sort of a third receiver, find mm. ways to get him involved, mm. and that may lead to value. But here's the thing: Moncrief's playing the X, and I think Deontay Johnson yeah. has got a short track to getting on the field if he can just outplay Moncrief. And I think, I think Moncrief, yeah, I think personally Moncrief would be really good in that old role they had for Darius Hayward Bay. Mm. Yeah, he's sort he, of a he, situa- was a, he was a situational guy. He who some did shoes. some really good things yeah. for the for the Steelers, yeah. and it, it annoyed us because he was playing instead of guys we wanted them. He was a to bomb in Indy, but he was all right in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, he yeah. did some good things for Steelers. He, he was a he was a tough, hard nosed kind of guy for them, and he made some plays. Um, I could see Moncrief being like taking that role to another level, um, and Deontay Johnson being the guy who's playing more downs. But it's not going to happen right away. I mean, they gave Moncrief some money. Moncrief's good at what he does at this point. Uh, but Deontay Johnson, the one thing that struck me, and it goes back to what Dwayne said, when I watched this college film, I'm like, you know, this guy can beat the jam. Mm. Like, you don't see a lot of little college guys who can beat the jam. This guy could. He could break free, yeah. So if you've got him out there solo at the X, and you've got a good running game, and you've got a, a new tight end who can who can bruise some people, and you've got an alpha in Juju, and you've got a guy who throws a great – I mean, you say what you want about Roethlisberger, but that guy can throw the deep ball. Oh, he's made a living out of it. Okay. Yeah. so I'm, And he can throw yeah. the deep ball when he's in duress. Right. So if I can get Deontay Johnson in the 19th, 20th round, you know, he could, he could end up being that deep threat for Roethlisberger, say, week by like week seven or eight. I really like him as a stash. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, Darren Waller is another one, tight end for, tight the, end Raiders. for the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to lean in on Waller because you know he's had suspensions in his past and he's been slow to develop. But they're clearly committed, and I thought he looked okay on film. So you know, deep flyer on Waller when I have tight end problems, I sort of like that. Yeah. Um, I love Terry McLaurin with Washington as another late pick in the it's, same area. Yeah, well, you and I talk about this a lot. Sometimes when you listen to the quote unquote experts. And they'll say, well, McLaurin had no targets. Uh, he's definitely right. down on the depth chart. Don't necessarily listen to that. Well, he's a rookie on a team that's struggling to exist. So, and have yeah. offense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So McLaurin probably is a guy for me who probably flashes a couple weeks into the yeah. season. He's a deep stash. Um, you're, um, our guy, Quincy Nunwa. I love Anunwa. 
you know, a deep late pick. He's sitting there, um, you know, in the fishbowl. He wasn't even going in the top 200 picks. He's moving up a little bit now. Uh, but Darnold throws these outside routes really well. Yep. I, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Anunua. Um, Andy Isabella is a guy who's hanging out there late. Um, that team's going to be throwing in garbage time like every effing week. I got uh, one. And they just lost Hakeem Butler. I got one. So. You mentioned Preston Williams. How about, uh, how about the forgotten man, Devontae Parker? Uh, I mean, I love his talent. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to give him enough playing time. I mean, certainly in some deeper league, I think he's worth grabbing. Again, in these leagues where they draft, you and I draft, where we two hundred forty players, players going off the board, yeah. right? Um, yeah, he's worth a late pick because I was actually talking about this on Twitter yesterday. Why don't the Dolphins just trade him? I know, just get rid just of him. move him. You can yeah. get a little something for him. Just they just end signed, the nightmare. They just signed this. They signed the long term to what? Jakeem Hunt the other the other day. Jakeem Grant, who Jakeem I like, Grant, you yeah, know, nice little player. But like, yeah, you're right. Free free Parker, you know. Maybe well, he needs his mouth off a little bit. You're still at the point where I mean, a team like Cincinnati might give you something for right. him, or the Giants, you right? Know? Like just just end the thing. Get rid of him. Cut bait and focus on the guys you want to have on your team. Um, I mean, that's what the Patriots would do, you know? No doubt. That, and these guys are supposed to be like the Patriots. I'm I, not buying it. <laughs> I, mean, I think the Dolphins are in for a world of hurt. we got to skedaddle. So we want to get this thing saved and up there. Just just follow us on Twitter and find and get the information you need. Pete's dropping stuff all the time. We are locked in on this Friday podcast, dropping on Saturday mornings. We are locked in on the Fantasy Football Hour. Pete's at at Rotobon. I'm at, at WEEI Hacksaw. And uh, we're going to be linked up to Hannibal and Hart's uh, columns on our podcast. So check it all out. But check us out on Twitter, and we'll keep repurposing the content that comes. I mean, Pete's updated the rankings at Rotobon like 100 times already. So it's fresh. It's ready. You get what you need. And we'll be there for you, you know? So um, (laughs) that's it. That's a wrap for the Fantasy Football Podcast for this week, Friday, 823. We'll see you next week.